Hey, baby boos. Let's talk about closure and getting closure from somebody that's hurt you. And that can really be anybody, a stranger, a friend, a relationship. And there's a lot of things I've realized about closure through going through a very tumultuous time with one of my first loves. And I want to talk about it and talk about the pathway and the pipeline to closure. Because I think that we're told closure is an internal thing. But yeah, it's internal. But what the hell do I do with all this pain? Like, I'm crying myself to sleep. I'm crying when I'm awake. I barely have everything together. I'm in so much pain. I'm so disappointed. I'm so depressed. Like, these are thoughts that, like, run in everybody's head. So how do you transmute something so vile, something so ill, something that you wouldn't even wish on anybody, let alone do to anybody? And I'm not even just talking about breakups. I'm talking about, like, when somebody attacks you. You know, I'm a survivor of assault. Uh, like, I've witnessed an assault. I've got assaulted. I've had people do the despicable. I've had friends stab me in the back. A friend I went to the court case stabbed me right in the back. And the worst thing, <laughs> by far, that happened recently, because these are all things in the past, was a person I loved romantically just really was there to use me. And when they got what they wanted physically, they left. And these are all things in my life that I struggled with closure. And these are all things that I want to talk about. And this internal journey and understanding pain and transmuting it. Because a lot of closure is not about what somebody can give you and why they're acting like a shithead. A lot of closure is about understanding and accepting where you're at, where you're feeling why you're feeling this certain way, why this is so hard for you. And closure can look like just simple things, writing, moving your body. But a lot of closure has to do with not just what you're doing physically, a lot of it has to do with internally just accepting it or making peace with it or forgiving it. And that takes a lot of time and that takes a lot of growth And that takes a lot of guts. But to close yourself off from loving and from living because individuals have hurt you. And I know this is really hard, especially for people that were attacked. It's to close yourself off from so many great people and so many great things for you. To give up on your life because people have hurt you. Is to allow somebody that can't even see the magnitude of your love, to live in your heart and free and to break your heart. And despite going through all these really difficult things, and this is just like a little bit of my personal life that I'm like talking about, I've had to learn how to forgive so I could start living again and living better because holding on is going to hurt you a lot more long-term than moving on. And that's what I want to talk about. So closure doesn't have like this timeline that everybody thinks it does. Closure is something that takes time 
takes a lot of surrender. It takes a lot of love within you and forgiveness. Again, when somebody breaks your heart, when somebody devalues you to the point of like spitting on you and attacking you and doing all these things, like of course it's going to take time. You have every right to feel how you feel. You have every right to want to cuss that fucking person out. You have every right to want to hurt them the way that they hurt you. Anger is a part of like a feeling. It's a part of an emotion. And I really don't like this whole idea of the vibrational scale because I feel like every emotion has a vibrational uh, purpose. So to say that like primal righteous anger is low vibrational is to completely try to bypass on anger. I think anger is a just feeling and I think anger is empowering because at least when you're angry, you want to move things. You want things to change. It's not just about protecting yourself. It's about wanting better. It's about the fire of anger. But I think with any emotion, even happiness, if it's too much, it's going to damage you. So you have every right to feel angry. You have every right to feel sad. But you shouldn't drown in it. You shouldn't break your heart. Because somebody broke your heart. And that's why closure is important. Because you need to move on. You have to move on. And it's not moving on and getting over it. It's accepting of it and knowing that you can change your reality and knowing that you can call your power back after going through something that was so hard and so despicable. So yes, feel the feelings. Go to a rage room, do boxing. You know, do things to let your feelings up. Paint that canvas. But don't do things that are gonna be destructive to you. And I know it may feel good five seconds to reach out to that person and send that big ass, long ass text thing about like how they hurt you and da da da. da. And sometimes, you know, you need to do that. But if you know that that conversation is going to leave you feeling more empty than full, and your best interests don't even reach out. Because sometimes it's not about what you tell another person that will help you move on, it's what you tell yourself. Because another person could say sorry and it still couldn't be enough. Or they could say nothing at all. Which nobody's entitled to give you a response. But oftentimes I've realized in my adult years and especially my kid years because I had to grow up really young. People don't say sorry. People don't explain why they do what they do. And... It takes some level of detachment to understand that it has nothing to do with you, despite it being really personal. And that individual is really hurt. And that individual doesn't deserve to be in your heart, doesn't deserve to be in your presence, doesn't deserve to have your love. That one person shouldn't get the joy of seeing you suffer for a lifetime because they were so incapable of loving themselves for them to do better and treat you right. You shouldn't suffer a lifetime trying to understand why somebody couldn't see the value in you. You have to see the value in you. You have to be the one pouring in to know that you're safe again to be who you are. That's one of the best gifts that you can give you. So when anybody strips that away, again, you have every right to feel angry. You have every right to feel upset when somebody takes your safety away, when somebody lies to you, when somebody betrays you. But you shouldn't be the one living with it because you're punishing yourself. 
For six months, I banged my head up and down. Why did this person that I love do me the way that I would never do to them? Lied to me, they used me. They used one of my first intimate experiences as a game. They promised a long-term relationship that they could never give me. They led me on. The worst part is I actually cared about this person. And I would never do this to anybody, let alone them. But the whole time that they were having this fun experiment, well, they didn't think twice about me. And that pain and how they ended things, which is basically giving me a text as in, hey, I just want something casual, and if that's not it, we're done. <laughs> that broke my heart. And for a long time, I held on to those fragments of why did they do what they did, and what about me, and making it so personal, and it really just came down to that's where they were at. And that's really messed up what they did. But if I hold on to this, I'm gonna break my heart. And why could I, why would I break my heart over somebody that can't even comprehend the love that I had to give them and let alone can't even love themselves to give themselves any love to know that they're worthy of having love reciprocated back to them. So why would I even entertain such a low minded person and giving them the satisfaction knowing that they have power over me. Because the reality is they never asked for that power. I realized through their absence that closure is a gift that one has to give to themselves. And in order to give yourself closure, you need to sit with grief. You need to be able to process it, whether it's sitting, whether it's moving, but I think we all just gotta sit down sometimes and just be like, whoa, there's a feeling. What is this feeling? What is this like gut-wrenching thing? Sometimes we just gotta let it go. And the one thing I've learned about grief that's been so humbling is that grief comes and goes, but you have to let it come and go. Because if you don't let grief come and go, it's just gonna sit within you and just harbor in you. It's so important to feel the hurt because you really can't move through it if you're not feeling it because you're blocking it. So that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Another thing I've learned through this whole situation with this ex of mine, let's just call them Pisces, is boundaries in relationships and boundaries within yourself and how much of yourself are you going to give to somebody that hasn't proven you that they deserve it? <laughs> because when you are so much to ride or die for somebody and you don't vet them out properly, you're going to die with them. Because you don't know who you're riding for. You don't know who you're riding with. You don't know who you're dealing with. And love is a strong feeling, but... If the math isn't mathing, then what are you doing? <laughs> and that's a big thing that I've learned. But I think through every heartbreak and every heartache that has led me to closure, I've realized more about myself, about my blind spots, 
and about what I want and what I deserve. And I think through hurt, we all start to realize what we don't want (laughs) and what we don't deserve and what we never want to experience again. And then that trauma and that pain helps us lead, leads us to a pathway of like what we actually want, what we actually love to do. Because honestly, if I didn't go through this pain, I don't think I would have got into writing. And writing has become a big part of my body of artwork. But the reason I started doing it was because of grief. So with art, And sometimes these painful things bring us closer to the things that we love without even realizing it. But it takes a lot of time for some things and it takes a short time. You can't really um, control when grief hits. You can't really control when closure happens. And sometimes you're just better off without that conversation, to be honest. You're better off without the texting, without the conversations. If you need closure, sometimes you just got to block them online, out of sight, out of mind. But I've honestly realized through this experience that the block one is not enough because closure has to come within. And I've also learned that you can love people from afar and not have them in your life. And that's okay. I realized to this person making me some type of option that they could have. I learned how to make how to take myself off that table of being a choice. And I've learned how to choose me. Through this person not loving me and hurting me in such an insinuous way, I've realized what actually has been the biggest issue in my life revolving around love and why I even got myself so far off from where I needed to be and who I needed to be with because a lot of this person screamed stability but they were so unstable and part of me so used to that that I thought that that was home and then when I was abandoned for the last time I was like, whoa, this is not home. This person is dangerous. Why have I been seeing people that are not stable to be people I can rely on, I can confide in, that I can relate with being friends or romantically? So though it hurt so bad being cracked open the last six months and feeling like I've been severely punished, I've been able to see my blinders I've been able to know that that was like the last straw, that was the last time. And before I get into any relationship, I have to work on my abandonment issues. Because when fear dictates your love life, it becomes a very deadly match. And luckily I ran into this person to realize that before having to go through another narcissist again. And another one, I ran into a big fat liar (laughs) who ripped my heart out in a way that was so insinuous that I didn't think I was ever going to be able to love again. But then, now today, I had the realization of closure 
which closure can come in many forms like it just hits randomly it's like a perspective shift so i got closure through writing and walking back to the place that i went to when i broke down about this person so my therapist was telling me to write a letter to somebody that broke my heart so i'm writing this letter and before i write the letter i look at all the notes that i wrote about how i felt when the relationship ended because a lot of the relationship ending shows you the flaws in the relationship and also shows you who the person actually is because we're not the same when we fall out of love with somebody so i'm looking at how i felt and often the core theme was abandonment the core theme was dishonesty and pain and i wish you were honest with me so I'm reading all these things I felt. I felt angry, I felt hurt, I felt sad, and I still had love for this person, but I've come to the conclusion that the trust wasn't there. So I'm writing this final like message to this person and everything I feel, comprising all these notes, and it was just so beautifully put together. And I sat there and I just still didn't feel relief at all. So then a day later, I'm walking in Magdalene Park and I'm doing this pod idea <laughs> on closure. And then this random thought in my head came, why am I breaking my heart for somebody that can't even love themselves, let alone comprehend the love that I can give them? And that wasn't the biggest shock about this in the falling statements. It was, why am I holding on to someone that is breaking my heart? Somebody that doesn't even deserve to be in it. That is the statement that set me free. I was breaking my heart over somebody that didn't even deserve it. And it's not the deserving part. They didn't even want me the way that I wanted them. They didn't even want to know me. It was what I could do for that person. And that conditional viewing of love, that manipulative viewing of love. Over time, realizing it through having their absence and being in my presence that is what set me free. One's person's incapability of loving you should not be the indicator of your self-worth, should not be the indicator of closing your heart off. And for a while, I've let small-minded people put my back in a corner and control how I felt about myself, how I felt about love. And I realized that one person doesn't get to dictate that for me. One person doesn't get to control that for me. And that is what broke me out of the shackles of utter despair and grief. And that self-realization 
And that acceptance of somebody like that is not in my life, I just felt liberated. And I also came to another conclusion that they can do whatever they want. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> they can go on my friends' accounts and like more photos of me, even though they literally liked none of their photos except me in my Valentine's Day shoot wearing lingerie. And they could stare at me in the halls and they can try every tiny way to get to me even though I blocked like all their major accesses. I just couldn't give a shit anymore. And really because I've come to this place of loving myself that whatever they say or do, just I'm so over it. Like I, I don't care. And then follow that up with that other realization is that I'm never going to go back to someone like that again. I'm never going to go back to somebody that broke my heart, that couldn't even reciprocate, let alone understand my feelings, to love me the way that I do. And that is the thing that I needed and the thing that I've been yearning for and going through this compression and combustion of grief because you get a point in your journey of like closure where it's just weighing on you and you're just waiting for that release and I did everything that I could to take that weight off me I tried to smoke it away I tried to party it away I tried to just do every single thing you could think of work it away you know look listen to cranes in the sky everything in that song i did you know i probably did that (laughs) um and nothing made me feel better and every time i tried to look for closure in other people and other things outside of myself i only felt more lonely and empty and going through the six months of like just pure hell on still having feelings with somebody that I'm no longer with, somebody that left me when I needed them and couldn't be there for me when I was even with them. I hit that point where it's just like, wait a minute, you're not with me for a reason. You don't love me the way I do. And you sure as hell don't trust me the way that I do. And although the love is there, and although the memories are there, I don't trust you anymore because of what you've done. And you don't just get to come back in my life whenever it's convenient for you, whenever you're lonely, whenever you think of me. Because I respected the space that you needed, but I don't think you respect mine need for space and when I got to saw the checks and balances of all this transaction I was like hold up hold up hold up like uh excuse you like this is how you've been acting the whole time this is how you've been treating me the whole time yo you treated me like an option so I had to choose me to stop making you treat me like a choice I don't think I said that correctly. Let me look it up because my spiritual advisor sent me something. 
Let me just, <laughs> let me just go back. <laughs> so the message that I got from my spiritual advisor says, people treated you like an option, lead them like a choice. You're worth being loved and valued. And this was like two weeks before this realization. And I'm like, yeah, wait, hold up. Like, I'm the shit, bitch. Like, you're lucky to have me, but you left me. And for a while, I don't think I really left you. And for a while, I felt like I had to fight to love you. And I've realized I just simply don't need to do that. And if anybody tries that shit with me ever again, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so I finally hit a place of like, no, I deserve better. And this is not something I'm going to choose anymore. I'm going to choose me. And fully just, I'm out. And it is what it is. And you're never talking to me again. And I'm never going back to you again. I'm not playing cat and mouse to somebody that obviously only wants a chase and nothing more. You can go on a racetrack and drive a fucking car. I'm done. And that is what set me free. And that pipeline to closure is something that everybody has to find within themselves. And closure is often found in the very simple things. It's often found in perspective and self-realization. Is this for me? Is this serving me? Why am I holding on? Oftentimes it's not that we struggle with letting go, we struggle with holding on. So why are we holding on to something that is breaking us, that doesn't value us, that devalues us, that takes away from us. Why would we do that? I think for me personally, I held on to this person because they kept on coming back and I was like, oh yeah, like stability and instability. Like they love me. And then being away from them and like dopamine fasting it made me realize, like, that's not a stable person. That's somebody that's unstable, that's unfulfilled in their life, and they're looking to escape in another person. So basically, they're just using people to, like, feel better about themselves. And they don't give a fuck about me, and they definitely don't give a fuck about my feelings. And then when I put that in perspective, and I started to respect myself when they gave me distance, when I was deserving of love, I realized, like, hold up, um, I'm good. Like, I'm done. And a lot of it was also me being okay with being alone, and okay with not being in a relationship, and choosing to not date anybody for nearly a year. I haven't dated anybody since September since my birthday month. <laughs> and sometimes we need to find closure in solitude. I don't think that has to be the option all the time. Um, but sometimes it's good to just clear your head and to be alone and to figure it out. And sometimes closure comes from people loving you in ways that you may not be able to love yourself. I can't really describe what closure is because I've had so many experiences where closure was a lot different. Like when I was assaulted, I 
it took me a very long time. That took me like a year, two years to really get closure from. And even now, there's still parts of it that I'm not fully healed from. When I see a person that acts and looks like my attacker, I still get worried. A closure is just a very long or short road or medium road, but whatever road it takes you down, it leads you to the things that you love and it leads you to the tools that you're going to use and need and probably cherish in your life. And for some people that's writing, for some people that's moving their body, Pilates, kickboxing, um, yoga, using different types of psychotics, drugs, you know, in moderation, like ayahuasca or shrooms to have like those eye-opening experiences or weed, like everybody's thing for that scratch, the thing that hurt them is very different. But it's all very valuable. Some people it's art. Some people it's helping other people that have gone through it, like motivational speakers. But it's really important to know what to do with the pain after processing it because suffering without a purpose is going to be counterintuitive to you. Like make your pain, make your suffering beautiful. And in pain there is poison and I'm not gonna take away from that but there's also a great amount of medicine that can come out of pain. But that means having to process it in however doses you think or feel is appropriate or okay and how much you can take on. But I do believe once it's done getting processed through your system, it becomes something very valuable that other people can learn from and other people can take wisdom and insight from. What I'm trying to say is don't make your suffering go in vain. So knowing what I've said and rambled and rambled and rambled, thank you for listening to me talk. What are you gonna do with the pain and the suffering and the sorrow that you're going through or you've gone through to rise above it? to not be of it, to be past it. 